of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Morning Hookup. On ESPN Lincoln. Good morning, Lincoln, Nebraska. Happy Hump Day. Welcome in the morning hookup. Phillips, Will Wilson. Back on a hump day. Grace, guys. Kind of cold, too. Kind of cold. It's fine. It's what we're supposed to be like right now. Apparently, that's what all Nebraska fans should feel all the time. How you feeling? I'm okay. Yeah? Sad. Well, yeah. Disappointed. Well, I, was, I walked in this morning, and I, I saw you sitting there. I started talking to you. I'm like, geez, Hooks, what's, what's well, wrong? Just, yeah. We're going to get to it. We're going to talk Husker Hoops. Robin watched it in about five minutes. Give him time to get settled in. Five minutes. We'll talk Nebraska, Illinois. Um, and then Will and I, we're going to talk. We're going to go back. We'll ask you guys as well. Everyone out there hanging out with us. Top five moment, or top moment. Give us a top moment from this year's college football season. Will and I got five apiece that we're going to go through and talk about. Could be a game. Could be a play. Could be whatever. Whatever your moments are. You could call us, 402 466 402 ESPN, or you could just simply tweet at us at ESPN Hooksy at Willie on the radio. Let us know, and we'll read them all. We'll talk about them all, and we'll give you ours. Then we have West Virginia at ten. Then we're going to start diving into the NFL inside each of those matchups. Maybe today we'll look at the AFC. Let's do that. AFC today. AFC tomorrow. Okay. NFC. All right. AFC today. Digging yeah. the matchups, not making predictions. Kind of looking at what some of the key stuff might be. And also, Carlos Correa. He might be with the Twins. I don't know. I mean, that's what it looks like. Twins, question mark. Mets, question mark. Giants, question mark. Twins, question mark. You just don't know with this guy. It's his ankle that's screwing everything up. I guess. We'll talk about it. Also, another chance to win a pair of Cody Jinx tickets for February 24th, 24th at the Liberty First Credit Union Arena. We'll give away another set at some point today. Yeah, it's a fun show. I think a lot of people are going to be heading to that one. Cody Jinx, he's popular. Yeah. He's popular. So we'll give another way. We'll give, we'll give another set away today, so be ready for that. Well, how was your call last night, by the way? Uh, my call, You were on right. the call last night. I was out at Lincoln Northeast. They were uh, taking on Pavio South. The Titans. The Titans. It was a close game for a while. Through halftime, it was a close yeah. game. It was a good so game. So it was exciting. You're into it. You're all on it. Yeah, but then Northeast uh, picked it up. They started doing their thing, and uh, they ended up winning by, like, 20. Oof. So Northeast gets a win. They go to 8-4, and four, I believe, and then coming up they're going to have uh, Lincoln High. Ooh. Yeah, Lincoln High is coming to Northeast. I think that's on Friday, and that's going to be over on KFOR. I, I think it's going to be a great game, and I've said it, Lincoln High 
I, I think they're the best team in the city. Yeah, you called them that already. I did. That was before everyone kind of hopped on the bandwagon, including Moats. Uh, but you know what? It's true. They're a really good team, and I can't wait to see what they do. I think that Northeast uh, Lincoln High game is going to be a good one tomorrow. Or Friday. Excuse me. You're not on that call. You do have a call on Friday, though, right? I do have a, Friday, I, I do have a call on Friday. I'm going out to Waverly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have a game Saturday, too, which I should find. Tell you. Figure out what that is. Let's see if it's um, drawn out that far yet. What Saturday, date? 14th, I got Scut at Lutheran. That's right, and that's a 4 o'clock tip. 4 o'clock. You're busy. You know, but you know what, man? What you do. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a busy guy, but I'm a grinder, and I just do what I'm told. Learned that right. from my grandpa. Look at you. Just do what I'm told, man. If you do what you're told, what could go wrong? You learn. You've learned, and you're applying it. I learned. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about the game last night. Obviously, I couldn't go. I, I will tell you, we're going to talk to Robin. I'm disappointed. This team... I don't want to say like I've been sold, like I've been, you know, when you go to like a used car or you buy something off the internet that you think's really cool. You're like, I got it. I bought it. It's going to be awesome. And then you're like, eh, it's not what I thought it was going to be. That's not what I ordered. That's not what I bought. It's way smaller. Yeah, that's not the team that we expect seeing at home. No, yeah. not at all. I think this team to me, it's frustrating now. As I look back, now you look back, 2020 science, right? It's like you get, you get this really positive spot. And then it's like, how did that translate? How many steps forward? One. How many steps back? Four. You know? And I know that a lot of people last night, they were there disappointed. Uh, referee was not consistent. It was terrible. Whatever. I get it. It was a really bad officiated game at moments. How long is that going to keep up? You know, I don't know if it was just the crew or what. I mean, it's, no, it's, but it feels like it's Big Ten officiating. It's terrible. It was it was terrible last night. But also, Nebraska was as terrible. Yeah. At times, no energy. At times, didn't look engaged to me as a fan sitting there. We lacked identity all of a sudden at times. We lacked ball movement at times. Yeah. I mean, losing. It was a frustrating performance as a fan. The second Gary went down. Things just felt like they were done. But it just was frustrating at times when you look at some of the stuff. I mean, you got grinders out there. They're trying. But it wasn't like the effort you used to see. And I saw, I was into, I was so, Ty and I were watching the game. And there were multiple possessions. And I don't know, I'm not going to seriously tell you X's and O's. I do know that you should be moving without the ball, cutting, moving, and all that stuff. Again, I didn't play basketball, so I'm hard to talk about it, whatever. But there was a lot of standing around. Guys standing in corners for 20-plus seconds. That frustrated me. Yeah, I mean... I'm, the empty lanes, the the not communicating on defense all of a sudden. It was just frustrating, and I was disappointed. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm frustrated from the defense side. I mean, we talk about this team's defense and how that's our identity. I mean, but last night, the defense was terrible. They turned us over 17 times. Some of those turnovers weren't even, like, hard turnovers. Upsetting, disappointing. Calling Robin Washington. Now let's see if we can land this on the first try. What are the chances Will gets it the first try? That's the correct number. If what it doesn't go chances? through, the phone is broke. What are the chances Will Wilson does it correctly? First, oh my goodness. Don't let it fool you. Have we made show history? 
That is the question. Have we made show history? Don't think we did. Hello. Robin Washington. We just made show morning hookup show history. Will Wilson dialed the number the first time, and it worked. First time, baby. It's amazing how that technology works. I mean. When it wants to work. Yeah. Oh, don't blame it. Here we go. You see that? When it wants to work. I'm putting the same number. I mean, how long have I been, I've been dialing Robin's number? I think I can, I know it by now. You should be ashamed of yourself for blaming other stuff. Like you're as old, you're older than one of our football coaches. You just got to blame it. <laughs> you're older than a guy that's going to be coaching young men you know what, to that's, excel. Yeah, that's, older than a full time Power Five. Yeah, Power Five college coach. That's pretty. You're older him, and you're blaming it on the inability to push a button. That's pretty rich. I mean, you were just complaining about the refs two minutes ago. I was not. I you said were. They were bad last night, but I'm not yeah, blaming that on them. And I said Nebraska was as bad. Whatever. Fair enough. No. We have Robin Washington on the enough. phone. Let's not fight in front of Dad. <laughs> yeah, I want you to settle down. Yeah, this show's off to a great start. What's going on, yeah, Robin? How are you feeling? Oh, you know, those 8 o'clock tips are uh, always a grind because the uh, children have very little sympathy for me wanting to catch up on sleep. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grinding. I'm, yeah. I'm on co- cup, cop, uh, cup of coffee number two, so we're, we're fine. We're rolling. Yeah, man, he's a man. Look at that. He, just, he rolls. That's what dads do. Uh, Robin, last night, um, they, uh, Will asked me about it, and as a fan, I was sitting there, and I'd, I didn't know what the words were today. I said, I think it was more disappointed in last oh, night's yeah. performance. That, it just that, was, that, was, that was the theme. Right, just disappointed. Like, I looked at it, great crowd. It wasn't a perfect crowd, 12,000-plus, I'd assume, sitting there last night. It was a very engaging crowd. Um, but I, th- I thought from jump, energy, uh, engagement at times was lacking. It was just disappointment. Yeah, um, you know, I think that's part of it. Was just how the game started. I mean, when there was six oh. fouls called in the first four <laughs> minutes, and you know, it was it was even. Like, uh, like mm-hmm. it wasn't just Nebraska got totally hosed by the ref, but the game was completely over officiated, and it allowed for zero rhythm to happen whatsoever. The game's first field goal wasn't scored. Five to five minutes into the game, so it was just kind of a an ugly game all the way around. So the crowd never really could get into it. Um, then Illinois went on a, a little bit of a run in the first half, and you know Nebraska just kind of struggled to, to catch up the rest of the way. Um, you know, I think the defensive effort was on and off, um, but you know it was kind of a combination of you know I guess less than Nebraska's normal standard of defensive play, uh, really bad shooting, um, and a lot of turnovers, uh, and you know a lot of it too was Illinois' defense. You know they uh, forced 17 turnovers, had 12 steals, blocked seven shots, got 16 points off turnovers, and so I mean like they kind of controlled the game on that end of the floor. And Nebraska had no answer, especially when Illinois took Derek Walker out of the equation better than anything Nebraska's faced all season. Mm-hmm. But that was the most impressive thing where all of the things that Derek Walker does so well just weren't working. You know, they weren't falling for his ball fakes. They weren't um, letting him lure uh, their bigs out of the paint because you know, he really doesn't pose a threat to shoot uh, from the mid range. And so um, they were trying to, they're making Derek have to earn it uh, at the rim. And uh, again, when you have uh, you know big 270 pound center like Dane Danger and 
Um, you know, guys just long athletes like Coleman Hawkins protecting the rim. You know, that that kind of proved to be a pretty daunting task for Derek, and then nobody else stepped up. Uh, you know, two guys in double figures, one of them which is Wilhelm Breidenbach, yeah. who had had as bad of a first half as you're going to imagine. That <laughs> suddenly went crazy for a stretch in the second half. But, you know, it just wasn't nearly enough. And I think the, the word disappointment, like I said, that's that kind of embodies it, where once again uh, the theme of the season has been Nebraska looks good one game and then completely falls flat the next. And that's a concerning trend because for a program that desperately is looking to take that next step um, and you know, make themselves a legitimate postseason contender, you have to have some semblance of consistency. You can't have these wild ups and downs that, that have defined the season at this point. Are you referring to Brian Box? Uh, I think he missed a shot, turned it over, and had three fouls in what felt like 48 seconds. Yeah, he played four minutes and had three fouls. Like, that's, that's impressive. Um, that's hard to, do. Know, to, to his credit, to his credit, he's like, you know, he, he blamed himself for that. Like, he's like, I, I got to stop making dumb fouls. Like, I'm hurting the team by doing that. So he owned it, to his credit. Um, and, you know, like I said, it was a 20-point game, and all of a sudden he reels off 11 straight points for Nebraska and gets it back down to 12. And Nebraska eventually got it down to 10 uh, in the second half. Then the thing just completely, uh, the floor went out on from under him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's really not a lot of highlights in that game. Uh, Nebraska didn't really do anything right. And that's coming coming off, uh, you know, a game against Minnesota. And, yeah, I know it's Minnesota, but they still went on the road, had one of their better offensive performances, uh, you know, to, to have to revert as much as they did in a game where, you know, they were only three-and-a-half-point underdogs at tip. Like that was a game that they had every chance to win and they got blown out by 26. Like that's, that's the most frustrating part was just the, you never know what Nebraska team is going to show up from game to game. And it's just been wildly inconsistent. We're talking to Robin Washett. So uh, kind of late in that first half, Juwan Gary goes down uh, and we don't get him back for the rest of the game. Uh, to me, it seemed like the game kind of changed when he left uh, number one, what kind of injury is he dealing with? And number two, do you think losing him last night had had an effect on our performance? It didn't help, certainly. Um, you know, he wasn't doing much offensively either, but that's one of your best rebounders, one of your better defenders in the in the post. So, um, you know, that, that certainly didn't help anything with Nebraska's cause. Uh, the injury is a shoulder, the left shoulder injury, and it's not anything new. Um, this is the second time this season he's hurt that same shoulder so it's something that he's been dealing with all year <clears throat> and i guess we'll see what happens they're going to do further testing today um just kind of evaluate the situation a little further um and we'll see the extent of the injury but um you know if they, they lose him for any stretch that's going to be a significant loss i mean again he's not only one of their their better players but he's kind of one of those glue guys where his energy and intensity is you know, infectious and when he's you know chasing down fast breaks and blocking shots or snatching rebounds or, or whatever put do a put back dunks like those are the types of things that can light a fire under the rest of the team and now if he's out I mean, there's, there's not a lot of guys that can do what he does so that that's uh going to be a pretty critical thing especially now uh they have to go on the road and play the third ranked team in the country purdue who uh, I can guarantee you will not be taking Nebraska lightly whatsoever mm. after what 
nearly happened to them in Lincoln a few weeks ago. Yeah, Rob, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, looking at Nebraska, the way they've tried to run offense and their defensive style, um, this is where Fred's going to have to start, I mean, not start coaching, but coaching even more now because nobody, like, people know who Nebraska is right now, right? They're going to have to make adjustments. And then with that, but also, like, who are those guys? Like, everybody's got to step up. But you know what Derek Walker's going to do and what he brings, what he tries to do every game. But I was I, I, a guy that I'm looking at is a CJ Wilcher, who has oh, yeah. underperformed quite a bit lately in the stretch. He's got to be a guy, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, for the minutes that he's playing, they got to get more production, a lot more production out of him. Um, and you know, he's one of those guys where if he's not scoring, uh, he's not good enough of a defender to make up for it on the other end. And so, you know, they. They got to get something out of him. They got to get more out of Casey. And Casey showed some flashes last night. But again, he's one of those guys where you, you, you can't rely on him mm-hmm. on a night to night basis because you just don't know what you're going to get. So, you know, that's those two guys kind of uh, highlight Nebraska's offensive struggles and just uh, kind of how difficult of a situation they're working with when those are, those are supposed to be your two best shooters. And they, uh, kind of embody all the inconsistency as as much as anybody on this team so um yeah for nebraska to have a chance friday certainly but really against anybody they have to get better more reliable play out of guys that are supposed to be their best shooters and cj wilcher especially again with with him starting every game and him Mm -hmm. playing upwards of 30 minutes a night you know you can't have the stat lines he's been putting up and it's uh that's that's been as much of nebraska's problem as as anything, I don't want to like lay into just one guy, but mm. again, you know, when when you're taking on that kind of role, uh, you got to you got to produce at a much higher level, especially in the Big Ten. When I think you made the great point, it's the minutes. It's the minutes that those type of guys are on the floor because you have guys that come off the bench that play ten, twelve, thirteen, whatever minutes that can provide a small impact. But man, you're playing thirty plus. I think you nailed it. You can't have those kind of stat lines. Yeah, and again, it's it's not that he's just not scoring. You know, he's he's not the best defender either. And so, you know, that's hard to hard to justify getting that kind of role to a guy that that's kind of going through the the, the slump. We'll call it that, mm-hmm. that CJ is going through. We're talking to Robin Washit. Looking at the the rest of the season, Robin. Obviously, the NCAA tournament. It's not even a thought no, right now. No. But no. NIT, it's 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 a possibility, and you know that would clearly help Fred's. Uh, Fred's case here as the coach. Looking at the rest of the season, what what do you think this team needs to do to kind of uh, stay in that NIT area? Well, they got to win at home. I mean, lost like last night. That can't happen. I mean, the only chance they have is to defend home court. And until last night, they'd done a really good job of that. They were six and one at home. Their only loss was an overtime to Purdue. So I mean, like they'd done their job as far as that goes to at least keep themselves in that conversation, but. When you're getting blown out by a, you know, above average Illinois team on your home floor, uh, the way that they did, that that's concerning. Because um, winning on the road is going to road wins are going to be few and far between this year. That's why that Minnesota game was so important because that might be the only time Nebraska's favored on the road all season. So they did it. It took them overtime to do it, but they did it. But then to follow that up with an Illinois loss was uh, certainly disappointing. Hey, hey, Robin, looking ahead uh, with this team, not not with this, but next year and in years to, to come to Nebraska, obviously 
Fred has adjusted the style of play at this current point. Um, and I'm one to say I think Fred's still is still the guy coming up, going even going for. I think he's done a lot so far and shown a lot this year with the ability to coach and get some W's. Now, hopefully that continues, uh, that we can get a few more coming down the stretch here in the second, you know, the the next part of the season. Uh, but looking at what he's done on the recruiting side with the kids that he's bringing in, do you foresee that like if he's still here, which I think he should be, that that style goes back to what Fred's used to? Um, I think there's got to be some better balance. You know, right now they're just so defensive oriented. Um, we spent the whole first part of this interview talking about how bad they are on offense. So they they, they have to get more firepower yep. if they really want to be competitive. You got to get scores. Right now they just don't have any scores. Um, and so that, um, as far as what they're going to try to address through the portal, uh, which I assume that's going to be how they fill up their class, mm-hmm. um, just given kind of where the recruiting situation is. You know, you got to get guys that can be immediate impact players offensively that can give you that firepower that they're desperately lacking right now to where, you know, you're not in a situation where if C.J. Wiltshire's not hitting threes, you're not hitting threes as a team. Uh, so that, um, there's, got, there's going to be better balance, but I still think you got to find guys that fit the culture that they've mm-hmm. tried to build. You know, like the guys that are team first, guys that aren't are willing defenders, that are willing rebounders, like – uh, that has to continue. So again, it's it's not going to be a complete flip back to what we saw the first three seasons. Because if that happens, then there's no way he makes it another year. Uh, but you also, I think, need to find ways to to give yourself more of a, a chance offensively than than what they have right now. So it's it's a fine line. But um, I think that you have to continue to build around the defensive identity, but also um, and try to find those one or two guys that you can get the ball to to go make a play uh, in, a, in a game like Illinois when, when everybody else around them is struggling. I mean, look, look, look what happened in Illinois. Like, it was the same deal. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't shooting the ball well. They shot 33% in the first half, yep. but they happened to have a guy named Terrence Shannon <clears throat> Jr., who's a first team all Big Ten level player that is a potential lottery pick based yep. off what I saw. And Jeez. he changed the game. I mean, he had 20, what, six points? 25 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, four steals. Like, yep. he took the game over. Yep. And for Nebraska to compete, they needed guys like that. You know, a, a player that, you know, you can you can give the ball to that when, when nothing else is going right, he's going to go make the play you need to have made. We're talking to Robin Washington. Robin, going back to Monday, the national championship. Boy, it was a doozy. Yikes. It was a great game. Uh, yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? It was awesome. No, what did you think of the game? And do you think the 12-team playoff can maybe help us get away from blowouts in the national championship? I would hope so. Uh, hopefully we never see a national championship like that again because that was awful. I mean, unless you're a Georgia fan or bet Georgia to cover or bet the over to hit. Like Other Hello. than that, like there was, there was really not, <laughs> nothing else to cheer for <laughs> in that game. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I do think that expanded playoff is, is definitely going to help with that. I mean, just for one – um, you know, you're not going to have outliers that get lucky one game or have one good game and then uh, are suddenly in the championship uh, and are completely outmatched. So it just makes makes teams have to earn a little bit more. And if, if you've made it through a 12-team playoff, chances are you're more than suited to be competitive in the final game. So, yeah, I mean, the more, more teams that are able to compete for a championship, the better. Um, so I, I'm... That I think is last night Monday night was a perfect example of 
why there needed to be playoff expansion, just not only to avoid matchups like that, but uh, to find a, tr- a true champion and, and mm-hmm. just give us some better football to watch. Uh, Robin, in, in a minute after we get uh, over the, into the next segment, we're going to ask this. Uh, Will and I are going to discuss this. Give me, uh, looking back on the 22 college football season, is there a moment, a game, or something that sticks out to you that you're like, oh, that was, you know, that was the moment of college football? A moment of or a game Or a game or something that was like, man, that was, you know, it was electric. Yeah, that Tennessee win um, over Alabama, you know, when they kicked that field goal, like that, that was pretty sweet. Um, like that, that was one of those games where, you know, like even if you're not a Tennessee fan, just like to be there and experience oh, yeah. that atmosphere oh. where they're marching the goalposts downtown, uh, <laughs> downtown Knoxville, like that, that was about as cool as it gets. So I'll, I'll say that one uh, just off the top of my head. And that is one of those where, man, the, the if you're ever going to spend a night in Knoxville, Tennessee, that would have been it. Yeah, I know. Even at our age, that would have been awesome. Yeah, um, we, we would have had a good time. Yeah, time. yeah, we would have felt like we did this morning, maybe worse. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, last one. Hey, our uh, looks like all of our lineups are in for fantasy football. Let's go. I had to pull my inner Robin Washington because I had a really hard time with that flex spot yep. and what I was going to do. And then um looks like they're all in. But – is this the point where we actually, when you say at this moment in our fantasy football league, which I only made the playoffs a couple times, when you say good luck to each other, is that a backhanded compliment? Like, that, not really good luck because I don't want you to win. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean like regular season's no, one no thing. sportsmanship in this league. Like, it's just pure animosity across the board. Oh, so, yeah, I, I would say that a good luck is basically like a, a four-letter word in this league. There's never a day that goes by in during fantasy football with this league that somebody that something isn't happening. Even this morning at six thirty, yeah, yeah, it was controversy. It's really awesome getting like questions and like complaints about the structure of the the roster at six thirty in the morning. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it was something special, and I'm like, and I love when people post the actual question, and there really was no answer. And I just like, oh boy, this is going to be fun. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than fantasy football drama. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, absolutely. So, right, hey, Robin, appreciate it, brother. We'll talk to you soon, maybe later today. Sounds good. Hit me up. See you, right, Robin. Robin. Take care, brother. Robin Watch at HuskerLine.com right there. Good stuff. You could feel the disappointment in his voice, too, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, he was kind of getting riled up. <laughs> riled there. up, I know. Yeah. The, Nebraska has got to get – the best point he made was that when you're getting minutes – and I, I did not want to center on C.J., but you look up and down and you look at the guys that are playing. Now, he makes a great point. 30 minutes, 25-plus minutes, stat lines have to look a little different. We're not saying score 30, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't read what it reads. Yeah, there was also and a that's, lot of And that's not just – I'm not picking on just C.J. Wilcher, but there are other I know. ones. You no, know, and there and, was and, other people that, that had minutes, and you saw them passing up like wide-open shots sometimes last night where you try to drive and kick, and it's like, just take the shot. Yeah. I mean, and again, it, it'll feel like we're picking on certain people, but man, you're you're a you're at that point where you got to provide, and that will change everything. Man, these I know they're quote unquote kids. They're not kids to me. They're and kids not, to you. A, yeah, but they're Big Ten basketball players. Mm-hmm. I mean, something's got to go. Something's got to. They're go. not playing like Big Ten basketball and especially, players right and now. It's, it's if it's not happening on one end, it's got to happen on the other end. Yeah, and it didn't. Where I think. In contrast, and I'm not contrasting the two, I am a little bit, but the fact that the way 
Bandamel can score a little bit, but he also is very good on the defensive end. So if he doesn't have it here, he always has it here, providing some. So, all right, enough Husker hoops. Let's take a break. We come back. We're going to go through our top five college football moments. 